Hello and welcome to the National Archives. This recording is of an interview with Chrissy Peters, one of our research advice experts. Chrissy is answering questions about Discovery, our catalogue, which we hope will help you to understand what the catalogue is, how it works, and how you can use it most effectively in your research. Hello, welcome back to the map room at the National Archives in Kew. Uh, we're back in the reading rooms where anyone can come and visit and do their research. And today we're going to talk about our catalogue. It's called Discovery. And I'm here with Chrissy Peters, uh, one of our members of staff who trains people in the use of Discovery. And I'm going to start by asking Chrissy, can you describe for everyone out there what exactly do we mean by Discovery? What, what is our catalogue? So Discovery is um, the name the National Archives has given its online uh, catalogue. Uh, contained in that catalogue are descriptions of archival records. Right. And it's not just our records, right, that it describes? It's more than that? No. Um, so Discovery includes both record descriptions of records held by the National Archives but it also includes records descriptions of records held by various archives across the UK and some internationally. Right. So, in theory then, every single one of our records is described somewhere in our catalogue, is that right? Yes. Right. So, when it comes to using the catalogue, searching for records, what advice can we give people out there in terms of the basics? So um, I think you'd always begin with a keyword search on our catalogue. So you'd start as briefly as possible, um, putting in a small amount of detail and then adding to that detail on the search bar as you build up your search. And is there, when someone's searching, mm -hmm. Can they distinguish in their search between searching for our records and searching the records of other archives? You can do. So um, on any of our search results pages with Discovery, you have filtering options which sit on the left-hand side of the page. Right. One of those filtering options is to filter by records held by the National Archives and records held elsewhere. Right. Um, when you read through your results, you'll see um, there's a descriptions of the records and a section that says held by so um, that held by section will tell you whether or not the record is held here or whether it's held at another archive such as uh, the London Metropolitan Archives or the Lambeth Archives um, and if you click onto the record it will then direct you to the contact details for that archive that holds the record. Right so we know that um, our catalogue can be quite an intimidating thing for people when they're using it for the first time. Okay. Can we help people to understand a little bit better what they're actually searching when they put in some keywords into our discovery search engine? They're not searching the content of documents, are they? So no, not all the time. There is some exceptions when that is the case, right. um, notably cabinet papers online. Right. However, overwhelmingly, when somebody, when you are searching the um, record, what you are searching is a description of the record, not the contents. And that description was usually created by the individual who created the record in whichever time period it was created. 
So you have to bear in mind that context when you are putting in your keywords that describe that record. Right. So our records, as opposed to the records covered in other archives, yep. come to us from central government departments and some law courts. And they come with descriptions. They arrive at the National Archives already with descriptions. Or do we change or enhance those descriptions sometimes? So they should all arrive with a description that has come from the Creating Government Department or legal system. However, as an archive, we do have a lot of um, projects that are based on enhancing catalogue descriptions right. to make them easier for users to find. Um, these cataloguing projects, uh, quite often you'll find that there was a very, very broad description, such as just a date right. on a record that came to us. Yeah. So what we have... Um, both staff, volunteers do quite often is to go through the records and improve the catalogue description. Right. So a lot of people's first instinct uh, will be to search with a name. People come to the National Archives often looking for records of ancestors. If someone searches with a name in Discovery, what kinds of results will they get? What can they expect? So if you search with a name in Discovery, it is entirely possible that you will find records. Uh, we just mentioned the cataloguing projects that we do, so some of those actually itemised by name, individuals contained within a record. Mm -hmm. However, what you can't do is guarantee that um, you found everything that might be in the archive about that individual because right. not all our records are described to the, that level. Right. Um, what you will often find is that you need to use indexes or the records will come in name ranges so you'll have right. an alphabetical surname name range right. so everybody from Norman to Masters may be in one file right. and you need to order that file and then search through it yourself for an individual. Right. So we know a lot of the records that people are interested in and so one of the things we've done is knowing those records as Chrissy was explaining, we've embarked on cataloguing projects so that those name-rich records are name-searchable on our catalogue. But as Chrissy was saying, that's not the case certainly for all our name-rich records and it's an almost never-ending task getting those descriptions with names in them. So there are an almost unlimited number of topics that you can search at the National Archives. Um, Government business obviously touches almost every area of life. What help can we give to people when they're trying to work out the best way to search a particular set of records? How do they know which records are name searchable and where to start? Okay, so um, the first place that we advise people to go is to our um, research guidance, which we make available via our website. Mm -hmm. um, there is a help with your research section of the website. It has about 350 research guides on all different subjects, ranging from the Merchant Navy to the Court of Common Pleas. Mm -hmm. What these research guides are, um, are guides written by a subject specialist in that area mm -hmm. and they will tell you about the most um, common records mm -hmm. that people search for in right. each of these subjects 
and they will tell you how to search for them. Right. They will tell you if they're name searchable or if you need to search by date or in particular series or government departments. Right. So the advice is to find our research guides. They're on their help with your research pages on our website. There's around 350 of these guides, so the chances are there will be a guide that covers your subject. Uh, at least that's what we hope. Um, let's think about uh, the results again that people get when they do a search. What do they do when they find... So you mentioned the held by element of a search result, and that will tell you whether it's at our archive or at another archive. Let's assume someone's faced with, let's say, hundreds of results that are all at our archive. Yeah. What do they do next? How do they pick something out and how can they actually see the document? What are the next steps? Okay, so once you have found a record description that you're interested in, um, you will click through on our website to what we call a record homepage. And this will give you additional details about how you would view that record. Now there's a few different options and it depends on the record itself. Quite a lot of our records have been made available online, mm -hmm. either via our website or via a third party website, mm -hmm. in which case you will find that you're able to access them digitally and download them. Right. However, many of our records are yet to be made available online. In this case, you can either choose between visiting us to mm -hmm. view the record yourself, yeah. Or you can use our record copying department to have a copy of the record created and sent to you. And for those online records, for people that aren't available, aren't able to visit us, they're going to be drawn to those records that are online. Is there something in the record description that tells you whether it's us or whether it's a third party that has digitised them? So yeah, it will give you your options for viewing this record. Right. If it's a third party website, it will direct you to um, the third party website. Quite often with websites like Ancestry and Find My Past, you'll find that records are available on both those websites. Right. Okay. So we hope that that should give you enough to get started. Um, if you have any questions about Discovery or anything else at the National Archives, you can get in touch with us through our website, you can use our live chat service or you can send us an email. Um, and we have the research guides as well, which uh, Chrissy was talking about, so we hope that that's enough to get you started. This talk is copyright to the National Archives. All rights reserved. It is available for reuse under the terms of the Open Government Licence. Visit our website to discover more talks and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for news and updates from the National Archives.